What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right. So a couple weeks ago, we were talking about spiritual growth. We came from Galatians, uh, I believe, 5. 519 through 22 and in there I, I, I asked a question what did it mean uh, to grow spiritually a few, few different layers and levels of it growing in knowledge of God and accepting where God has you has placed you right and you, you, the more you grow in knowledge of God the more you learn uh, about what or where he has you and about what he wants you to do in in that particular place and what I mean by that, you may be in a circumstance where you're wanting something to happen or you may be in a position or, or situation where you feel like something should happen. And like, say, you you just got laid off and you got to pay bills, right? And then it may be a harsh reality, right? And you feel like, hey, man, I shouldn't have got laid off. It was injustice. Or it may have been or, or you know, but for whatever reason, now you're laid off, and now you're in a position where you have, you have bills, you got to pay your bills, and you're praying like, man, Lord, you know, I need to get another job. Something has to give, and then God doesn't give you another job. Then what do you do, right? Do you go out and start doing something illegal? Well, no. But what do you do? Do you curse God? Well, no. What do you do, right? And, and when you start looking at spiritual growth, and as you get to know God and you get an understanding that, okay, God has me in this place, but God knows that I have bills. So he's going to work something out regardless of how things may look right now. And then so the, the, the growth part comes in how you accept that, how you accept where God has you. He has you right here, but are you going to accept it? it's difficult to accept. It's difficult to swallow when you think about Job. And I hate to bring Job up because everybody's like, oh, man, don't bring him up, please. Right? But I'm not bringing him up to say as a comparative thing, like with your situation and Job's situation. No. But what I want to say is how Job looked at it from the immediate standpoint. He looked at it in the light of, I'm not going to stop serving God just because all of this has happened to me. I'm going to, st- I'm going to keep obeying him now i might i might not immediately have the right mind frame right to just say praise god but at the same time what i'm not gonna do is cursing i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh man god ain't for me god is against me da 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 i'm not gonna say that but i'm also i'm also gonna just position myself to welcome in Whatever he comes, what however he comes to amend or fix or satiate me and my feelings and and also the circumstance, right? I'm going to accept what we talked about as far as spiritual growth and growing spiritually, and we're just going to pick up today with uh, pretty much the same topic, talking about growing spiritually, talking about growing spiritually, and then we're starting in John three. And it says, verse 1, and I'm going to skip around. Here's Nicodemus coming to Jesus by night. And then he begins to say to Jesus, 
Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform signs you are doing if God were not with him. And then Jesus' response was, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And so then Nicodemus had another question. He said, how can someone be born when they are old? Surely they can't enter a second time in their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus responded again, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. He went on to say, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Say that again. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. You can't tell where it's going. can't tell where it's coming from. And then Nicodemus, he was like, how can this be? And then Jesus went on to ridicule him. And then he said, he said, I've spoken of you, spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the son of man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Now, that concludes the reading. But there are a few things that I want to I want to point out. But you all may, if you did read, you all may have had some questions too. So you, you, can, I, I, you can definitely point out your questions too. Uh, and we can start with anybody that has any questions that they wanted to bring up. Did anybody have any questions from that, from that reading? I do. Go ahead, please. So I guess it's been maybe a few months now that I realized that there's a difference between being baptized, you know, with water and then baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Mm -hmm. so you mentioned no one will enter the gates of heaven unless they've been baptized with water and the Holy Spirit. So does that mean, so like, for instance, for me, I don't know how to speak in tongues. And I guess right now my correlation with the Holy Spirit is whenever you're able to do something like that. And maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. But so I guess for me, it's like, when do you know that you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit if you don't have anything outwardly that's showing that, like in that way? Excellent question. Excellent question. And through so throughout this, that's exactly what we're going to talk about, right? And uh, to touch on the first part of it, uh, the born of the water, that what he was referring to was actually become talking about being born from a woman. Yeah. Mm. Right. The water breaks. Time yeah. to be born. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's a good question. We're going to definitely, we're going to, I'm going to dive into that too. So okay. if you can hold off on that one, we're going to get to <laughs> sure. that. Alright, uh anybody else have a question? Alright, well, so so from this reading, one through fifteen, like in addition to that question that Jan brought up, I had some things that were interesting here. First thing was the kingdom of God, right? Then the next thing was he said the born again, then the last thing was believing. Right? 
So there was three things. The kingdom of God, born again, and then believing. The kingdom of God. Nicodemus never asked Jesus a question, but Jesus responded to him by saying, in order to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And then you start to think, well, what, what is this kingdom, right? What is this kingdom of God? What is he referring to? Because it directly correlates to being born again, right? Right? Because there's something, has to, this transformation has to take place in order for you to enter into the kingdom of God. And what is this kingdom of God? Does anybody know? I mean, I know you do. I know we got some scholars on the phone. So what is this kingdom of God? Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to tell me what the kingdom of God is. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Actually, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, I, I feel like it has so many meanings. I mean, like relative to the word. Like, uh, yeah. The area where God is king. Right. That's just simply put. Right. Inheriting the area where God is king. So then, all right, let's look at that, right? Let's dissect that. Because the area where God is king, what is the indication there? God is ruling. Right? Mm -hmm. God is ruling. Right? Now, but we're talking about being born again on earth. Hmm. Right. So he's talking to Nicodemus about an earthly transformation that needs to take place on earth. But to get God's heavenly rule on earth. So you're going through this. And I know, I know, I know. It's like, why are we taking it? Because I want to pace into this. I want to pace into what? Spiritual growth, because there's a reason behind the spiritual growth. And there's a reason behind the born again part. Because the born again part starts the spiritual growth. It is the beginning. It, didn't, it doesn't start, but it's the beginning of the growth of spirit in you, right? That is, it is the start, right? I already gave you the answer to how it starts, right? Because what Jesus did, I didn't. What did he say? How does it take place, right? How does that take place? Anybody? It was in verse 15. Don't want to say it. He said, you got to believe. You have to believe. So Jesus said, in order for you to be born again, you have to believe. Believe what? Well, believe 15. I'm going to go back to 15 because I know I lost everybody. I know I didn't. I'm just kidding. He said that everyone who believes may have eternal life. Believe what? Before that, he said, just as Moses was lifted up, just as Moses lifted up the snakes in the wilderness, the soul, the son of man must be lifted up. That everyone who believes believes on the Son of Man that has been lifted up on the cross, they'll have eternal life. So, in other words, everybody that believes on Jesus. Now, we've talked about this before, but in a different light. Same light, but in a different light, because we're talking about spiritual growth in this light. Last time we were talking about doing the work, and the work that God said was believing. This time we're talking about spiritual growth. Spiritual growth taking place starts with believing. Believing what? Believing in Jesus. But the question that came to my mind was this, which, which this is the question that God gave me. He said, he said, do we really believe that believing is enough? Do we believe that? And I want you guys, before you, because y'all are just so interactive tonight, before y'all just start jumping into this and telling me and talking to me about it, you know, 
I want you to really think about that. Think about what I just asked. The question that God gave me, do we really believe that believing is enough? And then try this. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, please. Um, I I have thought about this question. So um, we've actually brought it up in my women's Bible study where I personally don't think that it's enough mm-hmm. because, I mean, the devil believes in God. Mm, good. I like that. And he trembles. He responds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he responds. He trembles. That's what that's what the scripture says. So mm-hmm. so that's good. That's a good response. Anybody else? I was gonna say no for me. Just um just I've been reflecting on that a lot the past week and even um some years ago I was going through uh what we would call a wilderness season and I go attended a Hispanic church and um, my pastor teaches um, the sermon um, Yo Creo I believe mm-hmm. and it just touched my heart and I made a whole like vision board out of it what do I really believe mm-hmm. and then this past Sunday that sermon came back to me at a different church they were um, the pastor was preaching about what do you believe do you believe God is who he is what he is and where he is because if you really knew who he was, believed who he is, and believed what he is to your shelter, your provide, and believed where he is, that he's present, always present, help right there with you, then why do you still have trouble believing? Yes. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and it's why it just, everything in life, God continues to bring me back to that, do I really believe? Because, you know, we've been through different journeys before, and he always proves himself to be who he is, what he is, and where he is. He's with you. And so if you really believe that every single time, it just circles back. You know, what do I really believe? And God just continues to reignite my passion and pursuit that, you know, what do I really believe about him? Am I really um, operating day to day from that place of belief? Yes. That's good. That's that's good. Anyone else? I feel like, to me, that such a great question that represents like a checkup, self checkup. Because I think when when I when I accepted God in my heart, then I'm not the same person, and it means that that change happens. That there is a change, and there's a new person, or something is different now. So I think if if I'm thinking of it's impossible it's impossible to just believe because now change is happening and you have to be able to identify that and God is moving inside of you and, and like nothing can be the same. So um, just believing in God, I don't think it's possible if you have accepted God because now the Spirit of God is going to start causing change and, and, and making you do different things, making changes in your life and your thought, your heart, everything starts to change. So I, I, I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know if maybe just, but I don't think that you can just uh, believe in God because then, as a Christian, because then you can't just stay put. Hmm. What do you mean stay put? If I accept God in my heart and then I'm not changing who I am, then hmm. then I'm not believing in God. Hmm. That's good. 
just kind of like an atheist, you know, that, that just acknowledge the existence of God. But mm-hmm. that's it. They don't move forward with anything else. So as, as a Christian, I cannot just say, yeah, God exists and I believe in God. If I am not changing, if there's no changes in me, then God is not in me, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, there has to be a move from, you know, when someone is baptized, like we die and then we're, we come, we, we're reborn again. We're a new creature. Mm-hmm. And I think that changes what, how we see the world and, and how we act towards things. And we, we're pushed to, to do things that God starts uh, directing us towards. Or, and it could be through our purpose or maybe um, just changing the things that have affected us or, or the sin that we had. Like we start to let go of those things because now God is living in us. We are the temple. And I believe that, I, I don't know, I don't think that I could just believe that God exists because if if I am accepting God as a, my creator, then things start to move. They can't just be still. Right. I think there's a difference in acknowledging God and cultivating a relationship with God yes. and getting to know him on a personal level because I think that's the difference with like someone that's atheist, like they may recognize him or acknowledge him, but to have that change and that movement, like you're talking about, that's because you're seeking him and you're having a relationship with him. Like you want more than just the knowledge of who he is. Right. And and, and I think it's just because of what I think of the word believe means. It's like if you believe in something, like then you're believing in who he is. You believe in that he died for you. You believe that now you believe that you are a new person. Like all those things have to start falling into place, which create movement. It, it, it cannot. I, I don't find that that if you say that you believe that that you can stay still. Like it, it, it no longer accepts the possibility of just believing in God, and and that's it. The, the, the word believe to me, at, at least, it means that once you start accepting all the things about Him then you can't just believe mm-hmm. because if not, then it's kind of like a paradox, I guess. Like if you, if you say that you believe, but you're not moving, then you don't really believe So, But yeah, I guess um, maybe it's because I, I see it that way. Um, no, no, you're, you're spot on. So I'm going to read something else to you. And in everything everybody has said, it's been good. So I'm going to go to Genesis 3. And I'm, a, I'm just like I did earlier. I'm just going to jump through this. But I'm going to start at uh, some parts in verse 1. And this is the serpent talking to Eve. And Adam was there with her. And the serpent said, he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And then the woman responded and she explained to him that God said, you know, don't eat of it and don't touch it. And then the serpent responded and he said to something she said, he said, You will not certainly die. And then he went on to say, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the first thing he said was, did God really say? Uh, The second thing he said, you will not surely die. And the third thing he said was, for God knows when you eat of it, you will be like God. In those three statements, what is he saying? And I can tell you, 
but I, I want to be interactive. What is he saying in those three segments? One, he said, you will not surely die. God had said he, they will surely die. Uh, two, he said, um, did God say? And, and the last thing, which I took away the order, of course, but he said, for he knows when you do, you'll be like God. What is, what is he inducing? What is the, the serpent inducing in this moment? I'm doubt. Doubt. Doubt about God. Doubt mm-hmm. about God, right? Doubt about God. Now, now, we started out saying in John 3, we, we talked about what? Jesus said, you must be born again, right? And then in order for you to be born again, you have to believe. But then doubt comes up. And what does doubt do? Mm-hmm. What does doubt do? Doubt staunches your belief. So if doubt staunches your belief, then what does it cause you to do? It causes you to seek something else apart from this God that says it's God. So so why am I saying that? I'm saying that to say this. Believing truly is all there is. It's like, what? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's all there is. So, so when you think about that now, when you think about it, because if you believe, just as everyone is touched on, you are going to do something. Because if a person said safety is below, you just need to jump. Safety is below. If you believe them, what are you going to do? Jump. You're going to jump. Jump. You're going to jump because you believe in what they're saying, and what else are you doing? You trust them. Right. So you're going to follow them. So, so as you were saying, Jose, yes, if you say you believe and you're not following, no, you can't. You're not truly believing. You're saying you believe because if you believe, you're going to follow. If you believe, you're going to trust. Right? You're going to, all of these things wrapped up into one stems from what? Believing. It's like you can't, it is a paradox. You can't have one without the other. You can't say you trust God and then you don't believe him when he says safety is below. But I trust you, God, but I don't trust you when you say safety is below because this cliff is so high up and you're telling me to jump. So, 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 so then you go back to saying being born again like Nicodemus. I like this story. If you really just dive into it, it's a beautiful story because Nicodemus is the perfect He's responding perfectly because this is how we respond. He said, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, hold on, how can we enter into our mother's womb and be born again when we're old? (laughs) What is he saying? He's he's saying, man, I don't, what you're saying doesn't make sense to me. That's what he's saying. It doesn't make sense to me, Jesus. I want to inherit God's rule. I want to inherit God's reign. I want God's reign. And you're telling me I got to be born again. I'm already born, bro. (laughs) I'm already born. But do you believe? (laughs) Do you believe? Believe what? Do you believe in me? Do you believe in me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And then then he, he interjects this spirit, right? Because what we talk about, we talk about spiritual growth. He interjects this spirit, and Jen touched on this. What what spirit? This 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 spirit. This 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 spirit that you don't have that died whenever our forefather and mother ate of that fruit 
and and we surely died. Surely died. We we, we surely we surely were disconnected from 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 our Creator, our actual Father, the Father that is of all things. We were we were we were cut off from it. We were disconnected. Yeah. That, that, that spiritual connection was broken. And people talk about this, right? And we like, what in the world? I mean, really, realistically, you're like, what, what is that spiritual connection? Well, let me, let, me, let me interject for a couple of seconds. What happened? What happened between Eve, Adam, and God? They began to doubt that God was God, right? We already said it. They doubted, and then they began to do what? They began to proceed and do things on their own. They started doing things on their own because, see, they no longer wanted God to tell them what to do. It's like, well, no, nah, that ain't it. Well, yeah, it was because that was the doubt that was interjected. That was that doubt. God said, don't eat of it. If they believed and trusted in God, guess what? They wouldn't have eaten of it. Adam nor Eve wouldn't have eaten of it. But they believed that what this serpent said was true. What was that? God was holding something back from them. Now, all of a sudden, you have <laughs> replicas of this same, these same two people. You have replicas. You have us doing the same thing. What are we doing? We're not believing what God is saying to be true. We're not trusting God. So, so when God says something like, you must be born again, we're like, man, you ain't talking about that. I don't even know what that means. Or we'll start lying and say, oh, I've been born again because I said I believed back in 2002. And I remember <laughs> I was right there in front of everybody at that church. And I repeated everything that that guy told me to repeat. And I did it. And I know I've been born again. And then when you say, does God talk to you? And they like, what? God don't talk. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But God's been talking since the beginning. What are you saying? What are you saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that conversation between God and his people were broken. So when people say that spiritual connection was broken, that's the connection that was broken. That connection of God conversing with his people and directing his people, it was broken. Why? Because we doubted him. And now we have this rebirth of doubt passed down from Adam and Eve through all the way to Corey and descendants of Corey and descendants of the Corey Juniors and all of that. And and, and y'all too, Jim Juniors and Jim and Joe Jose Juniors and Michelle Juniors and, you know, and <laughs> Janetta Juniors. All us Juniors, them Junior Juniors. Everybody is reproducing doubt. We're reproducing doubt. That's it. It keeps reoccurring. This doubt keeps reoccurring. I don't, I don't believe that you're ever present, Lord. I don't. I can't see you. I can't feel you. How am I supposed to think that? I don't even know what you sound like. So how am I supposed to believe that you're talking to us? I never heard you. And then if people start talking about, well, what language does he speak? And then you know, all of that. How does he converse with us? How does he interact with us? And then you say, oh, well, he, he has this Bible. That's how he talks to us. And then, and then the, the enemy reads the Bible. So is that how he talks to the enemy? In other words, the enemy uses the Bible to deceive people. So then, so then it has to be some other form of communication that he's interacting with us outside of the Bible. I could read the Bible all day and not hear it. Actually, I did. 
<laughs> I did that for a long time, people, and I didn't hear it. But then when I started seeking my God, he started opening up these scriptures to me, and then it started making sense. I started seeking my God, but I didn't seek my God first. I believed in God first. Like, like, like I believed. I knew, I, knew, I knew that there was a God, but then I started believing in him, right? Because it's the difference between you knowing that there's something and then you believing in that something, right? It's a difference. You know that 2 plus 2 is 4, but then when you start believing in 2 plus 2 is 4, guess what you start doing? You start applying it. And what are you saying? I'm talking about mathematics. When you start believing in mathematics, you start using mathematics to bring about change. You start using it. Yeah, you know about it. Oh, I don't trust that math stuff. But then, you know, if, if you put $2 into this machine and then they say, hey, there's a percentage or a chance that you're going to get 50 times the two that you put in there. And you're using math. You ain't know that, but you are. And what I'm talking about is gambling, right? So you in here, this playing this slot machine. I know that, that there's a percentage. There's a chance. You're using math. Now you're applying it. You're believing in that. Why? Because they said and then you see people actually going through it. They put money into that machine, and they got so much money out. So the math is a process, right? Got you hooked now. I keep, I'm going to keep putting money in there. It's like, man, what, you got, what does that have to do with math and a slot machine? All I'm saying is <laughs> you start believing in something, you start putting it to work. To action. You start putting it into action. You start, the movement. It's a movement. Jose, you're spot on. There is a movement. It starts to move. If I believe in God, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to start talking to this God like he's right there. I'm going to start trusting in this God like he's actually directing me because that's what he's doing. He's actually directing you. He's Remember what it. the word says? Remember what the Go word ahead. says about he who comes to God? Yes, I do. Must believe yes. that he is. Yes. Yes. Must because believe. If you, if you don't believe that he is, he won't be. He won't. He will not be. For you. He will not be. Why? Because you're going to always doubt. You're not going to trust what he's telling you, right? Because, see, we, this is what we, 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 we do. We think, and we can go back to that situation. I'm going to touch on the question that was asked earlier. We think like, we look at it like, and I always like to say, like the genie, right? We're in our situation and we're laid off and, and we, we got bills, right? And all we see is we need money. And then guess what? We, if the money starts floating to us, and Jose can testify, if the money starts floating to us and we see the money, <laughs> guess what we're going to do? We're going to take that money. And we're going to pay our bills. And we're going to be like, oh, man, that was tight. I got some money. I got to pay my bills. Thank you, God. I got my money. I got to pay my bills. And then guess what you're going to do? Exactly. That's exactly what you're going to do. You're not going to do anything. You're going to wait right. until the next situation comes up. Next and then crisis. you're going to be looking for more stuff to pay your bills. Looking bills. for more money to pay your bills. And guess what you missed? Paying your bills. What did you say? I could hear you went out. I was just saying paying your bills. You you missed. You can stop what, paying your bills. You you can start paying your bills, but what you missed was God. All you saw was the money. 
You saw just that was it. You saw the money. God came through with some you prayed, you got this money, you paid your bills, and then that was it. Then what? Then you keep you kept living the same way you lived prior to that money coming. Got the money. And and, then, and now I'm okay. going back to John chapter six. What did he say? Labor not for meat that perisheth. This should be making a bunch of sense right now. It's just really just like I see through this like like clear glass right now. He says, labor not for meat that perishes. Why? Because all you're going to want to do is work to eat. So all I'm doing is going to God to get more money. But I'm forgetting that God was the one who gave it to me. So what are you saying? I'm saying, forget the money. Give me to God. Because yeah, if this God. God is providing for me in the light that... I couldn't even fathom. Money just came out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, things are well for me. You know what? It doesn't matter if it looks good or looks bad. If I got this God, things are well for me. But that doesn't take place if you don't believe. Because if if you don't believe, guess what? You're doubting. You look at it like, oh, this genie gave me this money, or this person gave me this money. Oh, okay, so then next time I get in a rut, then I'm going to pray that, to God to have this person give me some more money, right? That's what I'm going to pray. That's what I'm going to pray. And guess what you're missing? Guess what you're missing? You're missing God. God. You're missing God. So then, so then answering the question from the beginning, the beginning, this, this is new birth. New birth is to change in the outlook because because initially I always thought it was the people but now I see God was holding me the whole time he didn't he didn't he put me in that situation so that he could show me that he was in control not my company I know I know we missed that we just missed it again God laid me off so that he could show me that he was my provider, not my job. And then, and then when I start trusting in his process, then I realize, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I put, I put myself in a strenuous position because I was depending on my job to be my provider. And then when I lost my provider, then I was like, whoa, God, I need you to be my provider for this moment. Just for this moment. <laughs> Just for the moment, just give me another job because that's what I want. I don't want you. I want the job. But 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 that's what's holding me back from the relationship. It's not me speaking in tongues. It's me trusting in God. It's me. It's me trusting in God, and it's me obeying God in every situation that I'm in. See, see, see. When you're born again, you realize that. You see that. And guess what? You live that. You live that. You live that. And that spiritual growth, that growing spiritually, all it is, is repetition in every situation. That's really all it is. Like I said, what, a couple of weeks ago, God told it to me in this light, accepting what I'm allowing. It just becomes, it just reciprocates. I accept what he's allowing every time, every time. Every time, everything that comes up, I plan this, it didn't go into my plans. But God had another plan. I accept God's right. plans. I accept God's plan. And, and, and I'm trusting him. And I'm trusting him because I know he's taking me to where he wants me to go. And guess what? What did Nicodemus want? That's why this is so beautiful with Nicodemus. Nicodemus said how 
without asking, because Jesus knew what he wanted, how do I inherit the kingdom of God? How do I inherit God's reign? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't the streets of gold. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say the streets of gold. He didn't say no more dying. He didn't say no more sickness. He didn't say no more crying. He said yeah. God's reign. How do I inherit that? How do I get under that cloud? How do I get under that pillar of fire? How do I get that? I want to be ruled by God. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, I want to be ruled by God. And God said, you must be born again because right now you're doubting. You're living in doubt. I need you to not live in doubt. I need you to believe. I need you to believe. And when you start believing, man, guess what? <laughs> man, you're going to follow God to the end of the earth in life and in death. And that, that is spiritual rebirth. Yeah. That's spiritual mm -hmm. rebirth. It ain't me cackling in some foreign language because that's what, it, that's what speaking in tongues is. Speaking in tongues is speaking in another language that people actually understand. I know there are a lot of people that speak in a language and you hear them and you don't understand what they're saying. And they don't. Somebody does. But somebody does. But they don't. But how can you correlate that to being spiritually inept or, or spiritually alive? When they just saying something that they don't know, it ain't profiting them or anybody, right? Because when you're saying it to somebody that hears it, and I ain't even, I'm just saying what Paul is saying. But when you reason it out, because that's what Paul said. Paul said what I just said. This is Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, I believe 14, maybe 13, but it's through there, 12, 13, 14. It did 14. That basically 14. He, that's what, basically what he's saying. It's not profiting you. But if you speak in a language where they understand, then it's profiting them and you because you understand, right? Just what I'm just saying to you all. I'm correlating something, conveying something to you all that you understand, and it should be profiting you if you understand, right? And then, then what you don't understand, if you see God, and God will help open up your understanding in it, and that's profiting you. But if you are speaking in an unknown tongue and you're seeking God to understand what the tongue is and God shows you, then it's profiting you, but then guess what? That's just another sign that what? God is with you. Because is. that's the whole point of speaking in tongues. It's just, it's just a sign to show that God had come through. That's just another sign. The understanding, the, the accepting, the, the following, the trusting, that's another sign. God told me, he said, because I was like, man, Lord, what sign will I show them? What sign will I show them that I'm with you, that I'm for you? And God said, the fact that you believe. Yeah. That's your sign. Yeah. Because there was sign. a time, get it, God, there was a time when I didn't. I yeah. didn't believe. But now, through all of the mess, through all of the mess that I went through growing up, and even today, I believe. I believe and I follow and I trust. That's my sign. I was lost, but now I'm found. God well, found me. I didn't find him. He found me. I was the one lost. Yeah. <laughs> he found me, man. And then, and then, and then speaking, speaking of the enemy, this, I'm glad we brought that up too, Jen. The enemy, he believes and he trembles. But guess what? He doubts. He doubts. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would you say that? This is the last thing I'm going to leave you with this. 
What is he doing? He 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 goes through the earth seeking whom he may devour, right? That's what the scripture wow. says. Yeah. And but what does that really mean? All he's doing, this is what he's doing. He's trying to get us to doubt that God is because he does. He does. Yes, it's like this. It's like, like what what the Muslims say. Go ahead. I knew it. You go ahead. Oh, it's like what the Muslims say about Jesus. They say he's a good prophet, but they don't believe in him to be the one leading us to God. That's, that's, that's how the enemy views God. Now, now, notice this. He reports to God because he has to. Yeah. He has to. But, <laughs> but, 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 but he doesn't follow God. Why? Because he believes there is something else. Something it else. says iniquity was found in him. He had puffed himself up because of his own splendor. The enemy did. Thinking, thinking, thinking this and saying this, I will be like the Most High. And by himself. What is that to say? That is to say, that is to say he didn't believe the Most High was the highest to be. <laughs> so even in his believing, it isn't believing. It is, it is a sense of, I know that you're in this place and you created me. I know, but I don't believe in you. I don't believe in you. No, 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 not the way, not the way your son does. No, 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 I don't believe in you. I just know that you are this God that said you created us. I know because of all of the stuff that you've shown me. And even, even him casting him down, he cast him down. And he still, he still won't obey. He still won't obey. What is he looking for? He's looking for something else. He's looking for something else. And we get caught up in the same trap because that's the trap that Adam and Eve got caught up in. They began to look for something else. I'm done. We must be born again, guys. And, and, and we have no control over the growth process. Right? Only thing we control is choosing to believe. And then the spiritual growth takes place. It starts. It's like a moment-by-moment moment thing. I just got to believe. That was awesome. Uh, I think in, in it, while you were talking too, I looked up the word believe, what, mm -hmm. he, what he means. And, and, and there's actually what he seems to be two meanings. Mm -hmm. One is to, to hold something as an opinion, to think uh, or suppose. And the other one is to accept something as true mm -hmm. and feel true. sure of the truth of. Yeah. So I guess this is kind of something what made me think about that is like, what kind of believing God do we have? Do we, yeah. oh yeah, like I believe I know you before, I believe we've met, or like, I believe you. Like, I, you know, like, like if someone came to you and said, oh, this person has done this, like, no, I don't believe it because I know them. Yeah, or you can be like, yeah, I mean, I believe that's kind of possible. And it's like, I think it's something that we need to like ask ourselves is like, what kind of belief are we talking about for for our God? Do we trust that he's the one that sent his son to die for us or, or do we believe that he's a God? But like, yeah, we think, you know, like we, we're, we're assuming that that's what happened because it's an opinion or, or we think that it is. Like how certain are we? And I think that's what makes the difference. If, if we truly believe, then there's movement that is going to come from that. And, and I think it pushes us to a relationship where we get to know God to where like we can um, really like enforce that belief. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. 
I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.